On today's show, our exclusive interviews from Media Day with Nikola Jovic, Thomas Bryant, and Cole Swider. They share a lot of great stuff with us, including the one thing Nikola Jovic thinks he can bring to the Miami Heat next season, and why he thinks his FIBA World Cup performance could pave the way for bigger things. Plus, Thomas Bryant reveals why the Heat made such a hard push for him as a free agent. All of that and more on today's Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I look correct. You look correct. Yeah, you look correct. Um, speaking of looking correct, your teammate Jimmy Butler. No. <laughs> no, that you don't want to do it, no, that you don't like it, or just know about just, all of it. Uh, that's not him. Let's be real with it. So last year he came over with the. Yeah. The oh, call it brace. Yeah. Uh, this year with that, I I just think he's just he's just rolling. Yeah. You got to one up yourself, right? It comes in with the braids last year, and he's like, all right, how can I get crazier? Yeah. And he he did accomplish crazier. Yeah, but I don't know what's gonna happen next year. But you know, <laughs> I'm you know starts to get scared a little bit. You know, <laughs> we'll see. Do you, you think, think about doing it something like that yourself? Not yet. No. Not yet. You got any hair goals? Hair goals? Yeah. Nah. You're good just nah. the way it is. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> see, it looks, looks a little... It looks good. looks a little messy and stuff. I actually didn't get a haircut. But... Uh, you didn't yeah. get a haircut from me today? No. Me neither. So. It's weird, though. It's weird, though. You know, guys normally, you know, take haircuts sure, haircut, for, for a good shot. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, you know... Even Spo got a haircut. For real? It looked like it. Yeah. Maybe. But do you get... you on TV, like, during the commercials... Now we know, oh, man, his hair didn't look good because he didn't get a cut that day. <laughs> um, so <laughs> did you, like, after having done FIBA, did you, do you feel like you've gotten a long enough summer? Because it was, a, you know, you guys get to, you're playing through June. I mean, you're not playing with it, but you're with the team through June. You get to do FIBA. Like, do you feel rested? How are summer you feeling? Too. Right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm in a game shape. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, it's going to be a long season. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like as long as I uh, stay healthy with my, you know, back problems and those things and take care of my body, I'll be good. You yeah. know, uh, I'm still young to take uh, a lot of rest. So, you know, right. I'm, I'm happy I played and I wanted to play, you know, and uh, if everything goes OK, I'll play after this season, you know, the next summer, too. So, yeah, I'm, I'll, I feel great. I feel ready. And that's it. Want to play for the home country? Do you have to work it out with the team? You have to let the team know that you're going to be participating in the World Cup. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I talked. I talked to Spo. Be and to, I mean to all all the coaches uh, before I went. What do they think about it? Because you know, like of course, the most important thing uh, was to, you know to stay with these guys and uh, you know be ready for the season. And Spo was. I was not sure how my role is gonna. F- B, I actually haven't talked about it, so I was not sure how my role was going to be there. Right. So I was not sure if that was even a good idea to go, you know. And Spo was the one who was actually like, you know what, like, we want to see you out there. And, uh, uh, like, guys like Goran who were there before, and uh, when they actually played for national team and then came back, they had a great season, so... He wanted me to go, and uh, I said, "All right, you know, I'm uh, I'm happy." Anyways, I uh, you know I want to go. I was not sure just what you guys are gonna say, and uh, 
It worked That's out. That's it. Yeah, it worked he out. He said it was sort of like, because you obviously were injured for most of your rookie year, it was sort of like a, a, a second rookie season for you almost. That's kind of what he said. What do you think about that? Oh, the second part of the season? You yeah. Know, he said, suppose that basically being, being in the World Cup, Cup was yeah. sort of like your rookie season. I mean... Kind of was summer league in that kind of was yeah. you know kind of was because I I was I wasn't playing a lot you know I did get a chance and I did play in some games and I, you know maybe I did all right and stuff but I didn't play enough yeah. and that was just a thing and that uh, it's just because of my injury you know I didn't blame anyone you know I was uh, and I was not ready to play last year even when I came back for the playoffs you know it was just not real yeah. Uh, and yeah that's it so how did you. You said you weren't sure what your role was going to be like with a national team, but I mean, obviously, you played a big role in their success. What, how did that come about? Like, did you show something in practice that made you stand out as a player? I feel like I did. I had a great training camp there, and I think I just, I just showed them that I, I should play, you know. And uh, I think they, they, they saw that, I, you know, that I belonged there on the court with those guys, and that's it, you know. Well, of course, uh, to keep it real, I. I I mean, I came there, I knew I'm, I'm not going to be a good guy who's going to get the ball and score 30 every game because we have those guys. You know, right. we have guys like Bogdan at that moment, you know, and some veterans who play in the EuroLeague. Yeah. And I just came in to, there to, you know, hustle. And that's what happened, and it looked good. <laughs> but I remember watching those games, too, and your teammates were looking for you, right? Like, they were looking to get you involved, and they were looking to get you the ball, and they trusted you with the ball. Yeah. And you're talking about, like, that is a veteran team that you're a part of. Were you the yeah. youngest guy on the roster? What? Were you the youngest guy on the team? Yeah. What does it mean to you to kind of like, okay, these veterans are trusting me now to be not just sort of like the young guy on the team, but like a real part, a meaningful part of the team? Uh, It felt great, you know, because uh, some of those guys actually play with me this year. I grew up watching them play for the national team. So being on a court with them and uh, just like seeing them believe in me, and, you know, like, we'll walk on a court and he'll be like, yo, watch out, I'm going to pass you the ball and stuff. I'm like, you're going to pass me the ball? <laughs> so uh, I was happy. Yeah. I was happy. I was happy that I played. I was happy that I was competing. And, you know, the, every game there is win or go home. So yeah. every, game was, every game was amazing. Yeah. What's the difference like? Because everybody talks about, oh, he played, you know, he succeeded in FIBA. Can it be different? Can he translate that into the United States and mm-hmm. the NBA? What's the difference mm-hmm. for you? I mean, game is different, and and that's not a question, you know, game is different for sure, you know, there's more team ball, and and we saw that, you know, you saw USA struggle, I mean, you saw Canada struggle against us and uh, Spain and, you know, a lot of teams, uh, and uh, Germany Germany too, so, uh, uh, you know, game's different, and uh, I'm sure I can translate, you know, some of those things for sure. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just feel like I need to stay locked in, you know, stay patient, and uh, I feel like I'm sure I can help this team win. Are you more confident now as a player? Uh, you're, you're older, you know, you're yeah, not a rookie anymore. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, last year, new new country, new team, new teammates, new everything. This year, I actually feel like I'm home, mm. which is different, you know. I feel like I, I belong here, you know, with these guys, and I'm happy I'm with them, you know, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, but I remember talking with you like yeah. in media day last year, and you were still very much just sort of getting used to being in Miami. Right? Yeah, yeah, everything was new, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's how it should be. So yeah. Yeah. it's hard, especially for European players. You know, you're your new country. It's something we don't take into consideration very much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was not easy, you know. And I, I don't want to talk about it because you know that's something that I need to figure out, and I did. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy. Now I'm. Uh, 
now I feel a lot better and I feel at home and uh, everything feels good. Good. Um, the role that you played with uh, Serbia this past summer was different than the role you played growing up, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Is it yeah. that? Is that the kind of role that you think could, that you'll play at the NBA level? Is that kind of what the Heat envision? For you. I mean, I don't know yet, you know, and yeah. I'm not worried about it. Uh, I'm sure I can play f- multiple positions, like Spo said, and yeah. uh, depends what they want to use me for. Yeah. Uh, if they want me to do the same thing I did in World Cup, I think I can do it. You know, if they want me to do some more, I'll try to do it. If they want me to do some less, I'll do it, you know, yeah. and uh, so we'll see. Was it great having Spo with you? Not with you, with you, but like, in yeah. the, you know. He's, I he's felt amazing. You. I talked yeah. about it. It felt like, you know, like I said, seeing someone that's actually, you know, that you've seen the whole year. And yeah. Someone from home, yeah, yeah. You know, seeing there, uh, it, it felt great. Yeah, were you able to kind of catch up with them over dinner, wine, yeah. anything like that? Yeah, uh, yeah we had a little. Wine. He's not old enough. Yeah. Oh, you're, oh, you're still 20. So we had a little. He told me in Vegas. He said he doesn't have fun in Vegas because there's nothing for him to do. He doesn't like gambling. He can't go drinking. This is just what he says. This is just what he says in interviews. Maybe a little bit of wine. It's different. <laughs> Where's the drinking? The drinking age might be 18 over there. Yeah. Yeah. If there even is a drinking age. Look, there's not a lot of countries there where the drinking age is. If you were, just hypothetically, to drink wine, would you prefer red or white? Red. Okay, but hypothetically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, we have a big wine guy right there, Kevin Love, so kind of learn learn from him. You know, red wine is red wine. That's right. He's a big Cabernet Sauvignon guy. Oh, yeah. that Napa Valley I don't know what you're stuff. talking about. So. <laughs> um, is, there, is there a player that you ever looked to when you were growing up that you wanted to compare your game to? Because I've got somebody in mind that I've made the comparison to, but I'm curious, anybody at the NBA level that you saw, or maybe even internationally, I'm not sure. No, I actually never had like a player that like I was like, I want to be like him. I watched a lot of players that like embrace what they do, but I want to know who do you think. Actually, I brought it up before. I said Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom? I don't know if you even know him. I mean, he, yeah. But, yeah, he was a point forward, you know, a guy who could bring the ball up, spot up for three, tall enough to rebound, etc. So, I thought, I, it's, it's a, to me, it's a good comparison. Yeah. Uh, look, I never... I never you saw him play with Kobe when he was winning championships? No, I said that I never really thought about him in that way. But, look, I'm, I'm going to... When I come home today, gonna watch I'm going to make sure I watch some highlights. I swear, look. Yeah, look at like, uh, yeah, 2003, 2004, Lamar Odom when he was with the Heat. Yeah, okay, got it. Um, last question for you here. Uh, you have a teammate on that likes to eat Oreos with a fork. Do you know what Oreo cookies are? Yeah. Okay. It's you have Oreo, a teammate that will eat I them mean, with a fork. I've seen it on TikTok, too. It's like a uh, life hack thing. You know, like, yeah, you. oh, wait, wait, wait. Does he do, like, fork, stick it in the middle, and then, uh, like, put he it does. in the milk? He puts it through the cream and then in the milk. I mean that's a live hack, you know. I guess so. I mean, I, I'm not doing it, but okay. I'm not you're blaming him. Look, I'm not blaming him, but I want to know who was that. You got to guess. You Orlando. Guess. No. Orlando, no, but he uh, he liked it. Uh, Josh Richardson. Oh. You don't know him very well. I don't know him very well. Huh. But I now thought you know it was this Orlando. Orlando <laughs> does a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love my guy. I love my guy. I love him. I love him. Appreciate the time, Thank you, guys. Thank we'll you. Love you, soon. guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. It's football season, so that means pizza, wings, and maybe even some buffalo chicken dip. Whatever you prefer at your tailgate, go all out and get cash back on every purchase with Ibotta. 
Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $100 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you can use your cash back to buy that flight that you've been eyeing, the game that you're dying to get to, or that fancy dinner that you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Download the Ibotta app now and use the code LOCK to start earning real cash back. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. Here with Thomas Bryant on Locked On Heat. Uh, big question, or the big story today is Jimmy Butler's hair. Now, you weren't a part of the hoopla last year when you had the braids, but you got to be a part of it this year. Your thoughts? Hey, do your thing, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Express yourself, man. <laughs> is it tough being, uh, well, you, you played with the Denver Nuggets and now you're here with the Miami Heat, now both teams that were in the NBA Finals. Is that a weird transition, or are you just looking for another opportunity to continue your career? Oh, it's a it's both weird transition, but it's also a great opportunity uh, for the next step of my career. Uh, I feel like the heat culture and what I have for myself, what I pride myself on fits, fits well with each other. Uh, one thing about me is that I always try to bring that grit, the grind, you know, running the floor as much as I can out there, you know, just trying to be a deer out there. And I feel like I plays along with how the heat love to run, yeah. love to orchestrate the offense, the run and go. And, uh, you know, a big man that could fit the gel of just scoring inside and outside as well. well. Did you have other offers that you were kind of weighing this summer, or was it just Miami that one that really stood out to you? Well, yeah, there was, there was, of course, there was many options, but Miami was the one that stood out to me of just because of what they wanted, the yeah. necessity of what they needed, and uh, you know them being very locked in with me since the start of free agency, since the start of the summer, and everything. It meant a lot, right? I mean, yeah, it meant a lot to me, so I, I really did cherish that. I'm curious, uh, when you're studying a team in the NBA Finals, you're studying your opponent, mm-hmm. Did you what did you learn about the Miami Heat when you were playing for Denver and you're scouting them and you're doing all these things? And I'm obviously, you know, you're part of the Nuggets at that point, but then you think about maybe that after. And you're like, hey, maybe I could help them with these couple of things. Because I'm mm-hmm. sure when you were studying the Heat in the Finals, you maybe noticed some weaknesses or some opportunities there that afterwards maybe you thought, I don't know, I'm guessing here that maybe you thought maybe you can help well yeah there's there was little things there was little key bits and pieces of things i'm not going to really reveal out there but but there was key things that i saw generic like you don't have to be like they don't box out on the i mean yeah i'm just like having my ability to score inside and out and uh you know having a person that's going to be out there communication out there on the offensive end defensive end a help shot blocker and a person that could be versatile out there on the defensive end to you know keep a guard in front of them you know and uh you know, I feel like I bring that to the table of just especially with the offensive end of the three-point shooting, being able to space the floor out for the guys to create and, uh, you know, keep some offensive rebounds for us too, yeah. keep some possessions open for us. And I feel like I could help that help that a lot going into this year. The help shot blocker thing that you mentioned is really interesting because this is not a team that blocks shots, mm-hmm. right? In the last two or three years, I think they rank in the bottom five of the league. Yeah, they de-emphasize block, it a lot. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a great rim-protecting team. Mm-hmm. They don't block. They don't get the blocks as much. Mm-hmm. You obviously do that. For people watching on YouTube, they can see how large of a human that you are, and that's just something that you could provide. But in terms of like the help side shot blocking, that's really interesting mm-hmm. to me. So, do you think that you can like like 
do you envision yourself like playing alongside another big potentially? Maybe one's protecting the rim, and maybe you're kind of playing like off of a non-shooter or something like that. Is that something that? Yeah, I feel like there's a possibility of yeah. that. You know, of course, there's always communications or talks about it, but we always have to play ahead. You know, whatever, whatever we can get away, whatever we can find ourselves yeah. to, you know, pick away with, with the other team, we'll do it. And I feel like we'll put ourselves in any position to win, whether it's whether it's two bigs on the court or one big on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all about winning here. So at the end of the day, we all want to find we all, we all want to find a way to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the pitch when they were like like why did why do you think that they were reaching out to you so early in free agency? I think the reason why they were reaching out to me because you know they knew a guy that fit that would probably fit their system really well. Yeah. Uh, priding themselves on you know the key thing is they priding themselves on them being a tip top shape, condition, the grit, the grind. You know, always being always being one to always put the work in and even extra work as well. And a person that's always going to be there for the team. You know, I feel like they needed a big. They felt like they needed a big, you know, that was versatile out there, and I feel like my game translated really well with them, you know, and having constant communication with the guys, mm-hmm. talking with uh, with Coach Spo for a little bit at the time there, you know, throughout the recruiting process and all. Mm-hmm. Felt good about it, so I felt really confident making this decision, being here, and then, you know, going into the workouts, going against guys, and, you know, building that camaraderie with guys I felt great about. You had big games against BAM before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably let them know about it a little bit. But, uh, I mean, you had a couple of big games there. And I just re- I remember one game in particular, I think it was 2022, you outplayed BAM. I and mean, this was in the middle of his, like, defensive player of the year campaign and everything else like that. And I wonder how much that kind of stood out to the Heat during the whole recruiting process, as you mentioned. Shoot, I wonder, too. <laughs> you should ask. Yeah, I should. I should. I should. I'll bake that on my to-do list. <laughs> No, but I'm, saying, I, you know, I'm curious, like, do you remember those kind of games that stand out to you? Like your career high was 31 points, right? Mm-hmm. What team was that against? I uh, believe that was uh, the Phoenix Suns. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just curious. Now, because there was a game here I remember covering it specifically and telling him how you, you played bigger. Like, like your presence was just bigger than your actual I don't know how to explain it other than it was just you, your, your presence was everywhere that between your shot blocking your rebounding mm-hmm. and he just kind of outplayed Bam and it's just in a way that you know just made it seem very pronounced how small the Heat roster was at that time so mm-hmm. your, your ability to bring size I think is something that a lot of fans are, are looking forward to seeing on the Heat roster oh absolutely you know I feel like the size matters sometimes out there on the court especially with a you know, with a five man out there, you know, being a big body, you know, that can that can alter shots, rebound, you know, and also be able to shoot and run the floor. I feel yeah. like that's a great contribution right there because whenever you want to get on that fast break, they always say the bigs are slow. Right. Let's try to have a big that can be the first one down there or anything yeah. like that. You know, run with the guards, man. What's your goal in training camp this week? Um, our goal in training camp this week is just to build a camaraderie with the guys right. and uh continue to show what I've been improving on day in and day out for the Heat culture just uh, so that way they see like it translates everything I've been working on trans- can help translate the wins why is it do you feel like maybe you've had a hard time sticking with any one team so far in your career I don't feel like I had a hard time sticking with anyone you know I've, uh, for me I, I spent four years in Washington right spent spent multiple years in LA and then got traded to the Denver Nuggets so I feel like that's just one team that was different and then going into this new year with the Miami Heat is different as well but it's all about opportunities you know I feel like for myself when the opportunity was there I capitalized on it and that's what I'll continue to do keep myself ready no matter if it's you know coming off the bench or being a starter or anything like that you have to be ready at all times so Mm -hmm. that's what I prided myself on what's the hardest thing about staying in tip-top shape you 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 said like 
you know, being in tip-top shape, there's a lot that kind of goes into it for people that aren't NBA players. <laughs> like, what's, like, the hardest part about it? The hardest part about it is getting into the shape. <laughs> right. Once you get into it, you're like, it's... Maintaining it, it's easier. Yeah, maintaining it is easier. It's build, you build a consistency, a consistency level yeah, yeah. about it, uh, of just, like, normal workers that you do day in and day out. You know, you keep the same rhythm, you keep the same system going on to it, and, you know, you just don't switch up from it. What's the hardest practice you've ever been a part of at any level of basketball? Ooh, hardest practice? I think my rookie year, my could first year. back yeah. to high school or college, you know, whichever one's harder. You know, like if there was a, an actual memory of a tough practice that kind of stood out to you. If it's the NBA one, that's fine. We live here in Sorry. No, no, nah, NBA one, no. Nah. 6 a.m. Mellon Camp, Monday morning. 6 a.m. conditioning in college. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like it. Well, nothing like it. You got the mask on and everything. It was back in the day when you had to train with the mask. Oh and you put the levels up at the highest level. And you had to go all the way around that football field and all the way back, man. <laughs> them gases. Them, oh, man. When we was out in the field, out in the field in that sun, man. Oh, that was torture. <laughs> Have you ever thrown up at a practice? I've gone close. Yeah. I've gotten close, and I've never thrown up at a practice before, and I wasn't going to start there. <laughs> <laughs> Whose players' highlights have you watched the most in your life? Players' highlights that I watched the most? Um, I had to say it'd be a mixture between Tim Duncan, Garnett, and Kobe. Okay. And I, liked, I watched a lot of mellow uh, post plays as well. There you go. Kobe's post plays, Garnett's defensive rebounding and defensive efforts. Postal and Marcus Aldridge mid-range, mid-range post, uh, mid-range post moves. Last thing we have for you: uh, you have a teammate who eats Oreos with a fork. Can you guess the teammate? <laughs> eats Oreos with a fork. Who does that? One of your teammates. Teammate. I mean, all of every teammate here is a new teammate, but somebody who just joined the team this year. It ain't me. So <laughs> <laughs> the other big addition. The other big addition. We had a couple big additions, man. Free agency. It was you and somebody else. No. Yeah. It's not, you know, Oreos with no fork. Man. Josh Richardson. Yeah. No, there's no way. Absolutely. There's no way he's on Oreos with <laughs> yeah, no fork. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir, he does. <laughs> Everybody's like, like, so it. surprised. We told he you. He swears by it. He says he does, you don't get dirty. It's been mixed reviews from your teammates. Really? Right now. Yeah. I'm about to ask him. We got to say, we got to lock like him right by each other. I'm asking him. The whole locker is about to get on him. We appreciate the time, Thomas. Man, thank you. We'll see you in Boca. We're here with Cole Swider, Miami Heat training camp invite. Return guest yep. to Locked On Heat. Um, two-time guest. Yeah, that's Two-time right. guest. That's You're right. breaking records already, man. <laughs> like, this is <laughs> the frequency. Um, tell us about your summer. Was it long enough for you? I know, you know, the last time you and I spoke was basically, I think it was like a week, 10 days after you had actually yeah. signed. What's, what's the rest of your summer look like? No, it's been good. I've just been here working out, um, being able to go back home a little bit on the weekends, but mostly just been here working out, just trying to get accustomed to the system, get accustomed to everything that's going on. Um, obviously, it's, it's, this is the best place to be for developing undrafted guys and, and guys who are training camp invites. So um, just trying to soak it up, trying to, trying to get, get in as much work as I can and, and earn a spot on the team. What has been all basketball for you for a very long time, and then Jimmy Butler shows up with the hair and the whole thing? Like- <laughs> What's your reaction when you see that? Yeah, Jimmy's one of one, man. He's obviously a killer on the court. Uh, he's one of the best playoff performers, one of the best players in the NBA. So uh, there's nothing but respect for me. So I'll, I'll, I'll let Jimmy do what Jimmy does. Yeah.
So you talked about the, the the fact that you were trying to get used to things here and the reputation for the development and stuff like that. Like, how does that? Like, how do you pick up on that from being on another team as part of the league, et cetera? Like, like how do you know that this team is as good as a development as you say it is? Yeah, I think just talking to my agents, it was it was one of the okay. big big things that they they kind of went to me. We had we had a couple options going into like this free agency period when I, after I got waived by the Lakers, and I think the number one selling point was obviously they developed undrafted guys, but their developmental system is probably the best in the league. So um, for me, uh, I'm always a work in progress. Always, I'm always trying to get better, find ways to get better. And uh, one of my first days here, Spoke came up to me. He was like, "Yo, we gotta drop your body fat. How, how do we? Really? How do we do that?" So I, I met with the dietitian, developed a whole entire new program. Dropped my body fat already two percent, two percentage points wow. still since uh, I talked to Spo about it. So it, it's been great. Stuff like that, you know. what I mean, you, you don't think about like not eating past eight and uh, not snacking, like not snacking on certain things and everything like that. So what's the snack you had to get rid of? I'm a big trail mix guy. Okay. I'm a big trail. No, 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 no M and M's. Just okay. like maybe like dried fruits and stuff sure, like that. Yeah. But like, I'm the type of guy. If I, if I start eating like a real serving size of trail mix is probably like a fourth of a cup. Right. I would have like You'll three three cups. Yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll eat the whole bag in two sittings. So yeah. Um, I gave up that. I gave up eating after 8 p.m. Uh, I've given up appetizers at meals. You know what I mean? Just all, all the all those like just extra calories that you don't need. And um, like I said, like I, I've said this multiple times, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it on this team, make it in this league. So uh, it, it wasn't hard for me to kind of adjust. Is it hard not to take it personally when somebody you don't know comes up to you and says you got to drop your body fat like that? I mean, it's just I know it's part of the business and everything else, but it feels like it kind of feels like an insult. You know, you're coming up to me right away and you say, "Hey, man, you kind of got to drop some weight right away." Yeah, I, I think for me. I've always been looking for people who want to get me better, right? And and if it's going to help me make the roster, if it was someone that I didn't know that you well, took it's, it yeah, yeah, it's 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 Eric Spolster, one of the best coaches in the NBA, if right. not the best coach in the NBA. So, I, I think if if I'm able to drop my body fat and I'm able to make this team, I, I'll, I'll take his advice 100, 100 days out of a hundred. I've always been curious about like the dietitian thing because obviously, again, like this is a guy or a girl, whoever it is, like telling you what to eat. Yeah, you know, and you're. Man, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm curious. It's, it's like, like, I'm wanting it to be cool. It's like, wow, this is something I don't even have to think about anymore. These meals are just like, yeah. what is it to say? On the other hand, it's somebody telling you what to eat. Yeah. Like, how is that? Like, for me, it's been great. I, okay. I was at Villanova and they did our body fat every single week, and then I went to Syracuse and it wasn't a, a big right. thing. Um, then with the Lakers, it, it was it was a once a month thing, and now here it's it's a huge deal. So I think for me, it's just kind of getting back into that mindset, developing a plan with Betsy, our, our dietitian. Uh, she's great. Um, and yeah, for me, like the, the attention that I'm getting from the staff and and, every, and the dietitian and um, the, the strength program, it's been great being a training camp invite guy because I know in other places it's not really like that. How is it different? Like like you, your experiences with Los Angeles? Like, they, did they have a dietitian or somebody willing to help you out? Yeah, they, they had all all those resources, and and I, I took advantage of some of those okay. resources. Um, but I think in terms of Spo coming up to me, having a conversation oh, yeah. with me about about doing that, something I didn't have previously in LA so um, it's, it's something that I'm looking forward to uh, I just want to continue getting better and he, he told me he's like ideally we want you down uh, to this, this he gave me a weight and a body fat percentage and he's like it doesn't have to be overnight don't kill yourself but for you to be the best player that we can see you being it's it's, it's going to be at that weight and body fat is this your first media day no, it's my second. I, I was with LA last year. You were okay. Yeah. So how does this differ from last year, if, if it does? Um, less people. Yeah, it, probably a little bit less people. I mean, yeah. little Braun effect. Um, yeah, I, uh, he gets a lot of media. Attention. Yeah, he definitely gets a lot of media attention, and then just just LA in general. Lakers is 
legendary organization. Miami's. I mean, we're we're definitely getting there, right? I mean, just just the just the banners up on the wall, the players, the the, ac- the accolades, and an HBO show now. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, man. So so it's, it's definitely a great experience here as well. Do you enjoy this process of talking to media members and things of that sort? I mean, I actually have my own podcast, so this is, this is... Uh, yeah, I know we heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, I can't really support it necessarily because that's kind of direct competition <laughs> and all, but, you know. What's the, uh, what's the process of feeling out your teammates to try to get an appearance? You know, like... And yeah. Ha- like, oh, because you got a teammate who had his own podcast, too. I don't know if he still records or not. Don't yeah, you? yep, yep. Have you talked to him about it? Uh, yeah, no. So, so when I just started my podcast, I asked Doug, I was like, hey, like, what goes into it, right? Because... Like, you have a bad shooting game, you have a bad stretch of games. Like, how do you kind of approach that? And his whole thing was just be authentic, be yourself. Um, don't feel the pressure or need to go on every single week if you don't want to. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I, I found a good balance. For me, it's more of like an outlet outside yeah. of basketball. Uh, I, if you know me, if you know the people around me, that you, they would all say I'm in the gym as much as anyone. Um, I, I love the game. I love the process. Like I said, I'm, I'm cutting out foods and trying to be the best possible person I can be. Um, so for me, it's like a little outlet. I get to talk to one of my college teammates every single week. We have a kid at Syracuse who, who does all of our editing and stuff like that. And then from the feeling out process of asking my teammates, I think it's a tough one, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you gotta you got to find that balance of like, all right, you're not trying to – ask someone like any media questions that or, you know what I mean you're not trying to put anyone on blast so I, I think when it comes to that it's, it's usually a time of the season where hopefully they're playing well everything's going well and, and then go, going from there what's I mean, one question you'll never ask your teammate like a like a media cliche type question probably something uh, I asked already so. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm trying to think man I, I we, we do ask those questions yeah. like um, people want to know yeah can I, I tell you the one that I hate the most what's that how do you feel about that how do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah no. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that, that, feel good about it. Yeah, of course, of course, you feel good about it. <laughs> um, I, we try and ask like more like basketball specific right. questions. Yeah. I think at the beginning of the podcast, we, we asked a lot about like where are you from, sure. like tell us about your story, this and that, which is all important. It's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think I think now what we're trying to do is talk about recent events, recent history, maybe something that they don't usually talk about. Right. If that's a sibling, if that's um, the family, if that's uh, the current situation, going through, navigating certain things. So I think that's what we try and focus on. How many episodes have you recorded already? Shoot, man, I think we're on forty-seven. Damn. Yeah. So oh, we, we legit, huh? yeah, we've been doing it for a whole entire year. So nice. it's been good, man. We've had a couple sponsorships here and there. We're signed with uh, Blue Wire, right? Yeah, signed yeah. with Blue Wire. So we were out in Vegas and we we recorded a couple episodes out there. So it, it's the been fun, man. You get the teammates on the road when they're away from like everything exactly. they got going on at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be like in Memphis one day, and Jimmy's just gonna be like, "Let's just do the pod." Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. If we, if we get Jimmy on the podcast. Like we're, 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 we're still we're, waiting to get Jimmy on our podcast. Yeah, so. we're, we're in a good spot if we get Jimmy on our podcast. Um, just some rapid fire questions. Whose player highlights have do you think you've watched the most in your life? LeBron James. Okay. You got that answer a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of LeBron and KD. And then yeah. the follow then up from that is what, what version of LeBron is the best version of LeBron? And that's puts you in a tough yeah. spot because you were teammates with yeah, yeah. current version. Um, I think the most memorable for me when I was most locked in was a t- that 2018 playoff run with the Cavs. Mm. Uh, I think he was he's still athletic and obviously he's that's very the gifted. That's the bank shot against Toronto, right? Toronto, yep. He, yeah. he had a game winner against Indiana. Yep. He had that 50-point game in the game one of the finals yep. that when they should have won that game. Uh, he had that first quarter against the Celtics where he had like 26 in the first quarter and it, it seemed like that was like the perfect time of like his mind and his body being in the yeah. right places. Yeah. I'm just curious the, the whole media circle. I mean, we obviously we see part of it here but being on the teammate side of it like do you would you see the whole traveling troop of reporters following him and covering every move? Do you 
feel bad for him? Are you envious of that kind of coverage as a young player wanting to break out on your own? Like, what's your perspective? Yeah, on yeah, that? I don't Especially know. As a media member, also. yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'm envious of it, but I, w- I will say it's it's well earned, it's well deserved. Like, people want to see LeBron, like. I, I was there the night that he, he broke the the scoring oh, record, God. and that was a crazy experience. Just yeah. being around, like it, it was almost like you're in the game, like you're watching the game, but you only want to see one thing, right? right? And it's like three. I think it was 36 points he had to score to break the record, and he was able to, he was able to get it before the before the fourth quarter, which was only LeBron would be able to do on that. The road. The next game. Yeah, the right? next game. So you, like, it had to be that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, no. We had a we had a home game against the Bucks the next game, but but it was right before the trade deadline. So right. Right, right, he right. broke the record, and then our, basically our whole entire team got <laughs> traded after that. So um, de- definitely, definitely an, an amazing experience being around LeBron. He, he does a great job of handling all of it. Like just just to see his longevity of like really never having any problems, right? Like there hasn't been anything in the media that's really taken away the focus from the team or anything like that. So I think that's really impressive with LeBron. What's the worst practice you've ever been a part of at any level of basketball? Man. Toughest one, the one that you had the nightmares. <sighs> Villanova, we had some tough practices, man. And going into my freshman year at Villanova, like you think like you've been through hard practices. And I, I've, I've had some great AAU coaches who put, it to, put us through some tough practices. But, man, those, those practices at Villanova were blood bloodbaths. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're not calling fouls um, or, they're, or they're calling super tight fouls, one, one or the other. Um, you're going to go up against physical guys, Sadiq Bey, Eric Paschal, uh, Jeremy. My Robinson are all guys who made it to the NBA. Phil Booth, who's having a great career in Europe. Um, so those are definitely some of those t- the toughest practices. And, and then Coach Wright would switch it up. So one, one, we'd have a 4 p.m. practice one day and a 6 a.m. practice the next day. It's like yeah. like three hours, both of them. You know what I mean? And and, and at Villanova, you got to be there an hour before. Got to get you got to get taped. Um, you got to get your hydration tested. Yeah. So just trying to be on your p's and q's for that was definitely uh, it's still in my nightmares. <laughs> Last thing from us, uh, you have a teammate. We'll let you try to guess who it is who eats Oreos with a fork. Who do you think that is? Well, you guys outed it wasn't Jamal because Jamal tried to do it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. saw that, huh? So you got one on one, one yeah. of your 21 teammates now. I would guess. I mean, is, is that like a form? It's got to be Nikola Jovic or That's something like that. You're saying that. It's not. That's good it's logic. Great. It's great logic, but yeah, it's, it's wrong. Great. Um, I got another guess. Get one more. Let me go. I got to think of like someone who's like from like a like a weird place. He is from a weird place, that's for sure. Yeah. A weird place. It's weird, dude. Okay. Whatever it is. I guess uh, the middle of the country. Oh, middle of the country. Okay. It's weird. Super weird. Let's let's just go uh, Haywood Highsmith. It's not. Good Where's Haywood from? Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know where I he's from. Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think it is Pennsylvania. Well, I know he went to Wheeling. Uh, yeah, I know it was the Wheeling in West Virginia. So. Oh, that's West Virginia. Yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. No, it's Josh Richardson, actually. Okay, Josh that actually makes sense. Oklahoma. That makes it's sense. A weird place. Why does it make sense? Weird. Josh makes that makes sense. I mean, Josh is like a fun, a fun guy, <laughs> free spirit. I went over his house. I've gone over his house a couple of times. And he's just living in the moment. Just, just a great guy. But so obviously, not eating Oreos with a fork when you come over. He said he told us he doesn't do it anymore. Oh, he doesn't do it. Yeah, I mean, he, the, he you know, it's the whole body fat. Thing. We would have offered you one, but yeah. Also, also one thing with Josh is that. Uh, when when he has cookies in his house, right. you know what I mean. And I'm a big chocolate chip cookie guy. Best cookie. Yeah, he had oatmeal raisin cookies there. I'm Get like, I'm like, what, what what are we doing with oatmeal raisin cookies? Have you ever had the oatmeal raisin cookies in the Sacramento Kings Arena? Oh my god, David, this is this a recurring bit with him where he's just like he, the me- they have them for the media. I don't know if they're available to the players, but they're literally. I don't. I'm with you. Yeah, chocolate chips number one. Yeah, oatmeal raisins not on the list. So yeah, no, it's but not. Those but specific that specific oatmeal, oatmeal raisin. raisin might be the best cookie I've ever had in my life. Be- better than any chocolate chip cookie you've had. 
no, no. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, it, it's the let's best not get crazy. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm saying. But it's a very, it's on it's like top three cookie, cookie I've ever had. Wes, it doesn't matter how great it is. Oh, it's top three great cookie. When you guys go to Sacramento, try it. They, they must put like some cinnamon in there or something. I don't I mean. know what it is, man. I don't know what it is, but it's incredible. It's yeah, no. Definitely. Would you like an Oreo cookie? I know you're kind of on a diet. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not letting anyone. You try to dip it. You don't have to eat it, but you want to try to dip it with the fork. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll try and dip it with the fork. I, I, I could try that for it. Small failed the first time. It doesn't matter. Maybe he's not gonna eat it. I do wonder if the different milk. No, I wouldn't make it that different. <laughs> I'm an almond milk guy too. No, I'm an almond milk guy, yeah. Oat milk? Oat I'll, I'll do oat milk too. Okay. Oat milk, almond milk. I, I, I feel like this this uh there's a strategy to this. You can't you can't just Okay. And it's up to you to figure out if you're gonna spoon it, spear it. Yeah, no, I I think I think spooning it is is the right is the right move. Since I'm not gonna eat it, I'm putting it on the table. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. Oh wow. This, no, I got it. Oh. He's never going to be able to get in there. He's, no, he spears it. He stabs it. Wow. Like harpooning a whale. <laughs> Can't do it. You can go cream side. Yeah, no, that's true. Actually, let, uh, put the thing. mic down. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Look at that. There it is. Oh, look at that. Nice Perfect. Done. Yeah, well done. Yeah, right. Cool swagger. You passed the test. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. He culture right there, man. Appreciate the time. Well, well thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Make sure that you check out part two of our media interviews with Duncan Robinson, Haywood Highsmith, Jamal Cain, and RJ Hampton. Every day, we'll be back on Tuesday afternoon with another episode following the first day of Heat training camp. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow us on the podcast app.